Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Our hearts, our affections uh, for your word. God, do a heart work deep down inside of us um, that we may know you more. That's the key. We just want to know you more, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. We have been um, walking through uh, a series these last few weeks talking about the Holy Spirit and understanding the roles of the Holy Spirit. We've gone everywhere from Old Testament. God's heart in the Old Testament was to show us that we need the Holy Spirit in our life. If you remember Ezekiel, you've got the Valley of Dry Bones. They looked the part. They even look alive. They have the appearance of it, but they are not alive. Until he says, young, young Ezekiel, prophesy, breathe into these bones the breath of God, which was the Spirit of God. Then it says they rose and became a vast army. So from Old Testament then to New Testament, we see the same language. We see it, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Over and over and over, we see this identity of what it looks like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. What is that? What is baptism? So we talk about the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Not just, yeah, I came excuse me, I came to Jesus, but I came to Jesus, he changed my life, and then he filled me up, and now I'm empowered to walk in the Christian life. I've got gifts and abilities that you heard about, that he's gifted me, and I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk in those lives. Last week, Sam came, and if you didn't hear Sam's message, go back and listen to it. He was breaking shame and accusation off that has stopped some of us from walking this life in Christ. And so if you missed that one, Holy Spirit is coming in, breaking shame and accusation and saying, it's time to start again. It's time to start again. And so today, real quickly, I simply want to talk for about 10 minutes on the roles of the Holy Spirit, specifically one role. And we're going to talk about these over the next few weeks. But one role that continually is identified in the scripture of the Holy Spirit is the role of helper. Everybody say helper. So I want to talk about what, what it means to be in helper. From Genesis to Revelation, you're going to see the same theme over and over. We were not meant to do life alone. We were not meant to walk alone. Genesis, it's not good for you to be alone. He's talking about relationships. But even throughout all of the scriptures, you'll see we were not meant to walk alone. The same thing is going to be said in the New Testament. Jesus is going to give us the Holy Spirit as a helper. Now here's the thing. Anybody... In here, ever help someone? Anybody ever help someone? Okay, a few of us, good. Was it messy? Anybody ever help someone? It was messy? Yeah. Helping means that it can get messy. I'm gonna share a quick story. Not this Friday, this, this last Friday, but the following Friday before that, uh, Matt Lowry asked me if I would go help him to set up some tree stands for him. I love bow hunting, it's my passion, it's what I get out, I, I just love to go. And I was like, absolutely, I'll go with you. He says, I just want you to know. It's a little messy out there. There's lots of poison ivy. I'm like, whatever. I've been around poison ivy. No big deal. So we get there, and he's like, hey, Aaron, would you climb the tree and start sawing things and branches and all? He, he had to shoot some video, too, for some things. So I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'm up there, and I'm rip, ripping branches down and trying to twirl them off. They're slapping me in the face, right, and ripping them down and rubbing up against everything and throwing it down on Matt. And Matt's like, oh, I'll catch it. You know, it's, it's in his eyes. And, stuff. and then I looked up and realized... Huh, all that was poison oak I just threw down. Lowry and I are covered from waist up, that's why we're wearing long sleeves, in poison oak. I just want you to know. And I told him, I said, dude, you picked the one tree that has poison oak in it. 
He's like, dude, helping's messy, man. It's just the way it is. <laughs> helping is messy. And here I am. I, I'm having a conversation. I mean, I'm irritated. It's been a week of just like, oh, Lord, I'm trying to serve you, trying to help my brother out. Here I am trying to be a helper, and I'm getting poison, poison oak all over me. Don't you understand what I'm going through? And he goes, I do understand what you're going through. When I sent my Holy Spirit to your messy life, he stays even though it's messy. Amen? He stays even though it's messy. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't come because we've got it all together. The Holy Spirit's not given because life is just working itself out. The Holy Spirit's given because we are messy people. Amen. And, and here's what he's going to say about this. In Hebrews 4.15, we don't have a high priest, Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one in every respect who's been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus understands our mess. It's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. Because he understands that in all the ways that we've been in messy situations, the only way we're going to make it through is if the Holy Spirit's with us. Amen, church. We have to have the helper. We cannot get around this. And so in Scripture, you're going to find this language all throughout the Scripture. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. He's not distant. He's very present when we need him. In Isaiah 43, the familiar one, fear not, I've redeemed you, I've called you by name, you're mine. When you pass through the waters, what's he say? I will be with you. I will be with you. He doesn't say, I might come and find you. I'll wait till you flow down the stream a bit. He says, I'm going to be with you. The language of scripture is that he's with us. He's the helper. Matthew 28 is going to say the same thing. Jesus is going to say, surely I am with you until the very end of the age. Why is all of this important? It's important because we can understand that we need the Holy Spirit. We can even say, baptize me in the fire, Holy Spirit. But if we are not walking with the helper, we're missing it. You see, preaching a message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and actually walking with the Holy Spirit can be two separate things. Because all of us in here say, come Holy Spirit, but now there's an act of responsibility in faith on our part to invite him to walk with us. This is what Jesus is going to say in John 14, 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So he just told the disciples that he's going to go, but he's not going to leave them as orphans. He's got someone, and we know that someone to be the Holy Spirit, who's going to come and help them, advocate them, for them, and walk with them. Here's what you're going to see in the book of Acts. 56 times plus, 56 times in the book of Acts, you're going to see the Holy Spirit mentioned in the book of Acts. These are the words that you're going to see associated with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is filling you, helping you, guiding you, calling you, aiding you, growing you, sanctifying you, maturing you, organizing you, come on, who needs organization, assisting you, regenerating you, teaching you, testifying to you interceding for you, reminding you, grieving over you, and loving every believer to make up the church. These are all of the words and descriptors of the Holy Spirit 56 times in the book of Acts, what he does in your life. How many of you guys think that we need the helper in our life? So here's the deal. Here's what I've seen then. 
If you read the book of Acts, you won't see lights or smoke or podiums or projectors or committees or buildings or sermon series or, or, or cutting dynamic groups. You won't see Awanas, you won't, which I, I love, by the way. You won't see cliques. You won't see Christian t-shirts or festivals or bumper stickers. You won't see any of that in the book of Acts. They only needed one helper to grow their ministry, and it was the helper of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. I'm not against a lot of these things. In fact, we have a lot of these things. The problem is, is that these things are not our helper in growing the kingdom of God. The only helper that was promised was the help of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts had none of these things, and yet they walked in a power that I sometimes just say, Lord, help us to walk in. Jesus, show us what that looks like. The helper is mentioned in John 14, in John 15, in John 16. If you have a chance, you can walk through that. And the way he's walked through is simply this. Jesus is in his last hours of his, of his ministry life, last days of his ministry life. He's praying and he's pleading with his disciples to understand a reality. And he's going to say this reality again in John 14, 16. The helper is going to come. And then here's how he's going to follow it up. In John 14, 26, the helper, he says, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. John 15, 26, when the helper comes whom I will send from, my, from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. John 16, just in case we missed it, in verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the, everybody say helper, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, depending on your Bible translation, you've also read words like comforter, advocate, counselor. It's all the same Greek word. And that same Greek word means simply this, one called to another side specifically to help and aid. So he's our counselor, he's our comforter, he's our helper, but all of it is that the Holy Spirit is walking with us to comfort us, to aid us, to help us in life. And I'm wondering this one question, are you walking with the helper? Are you walking with the helper? Jesus is going to say this to his disciples. Peter's going to get something in him that rises up and says, you're not leaving us. Has a nasty exchange in Matthew 16 telling Jesus, you're not leaving us because he's freaked out. And really what Peter's saying is, Jesus, if, if you leave us, there's no chance that we have in transforming the world for your kingdom. And Jesus is going to say to Peter, look, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stay but my Father's going to give you a helper to do everything that I've done, and he's going to say it in these words, even greater things than these. So the Holy Spirit, what we know then in Scripture is that he is sufficiently enough. He's sufficiently enough to equip and empower every single believer in being that turn the world upside down that we read about ministry and acts. Every one of you has that in you if you walk with the Holy Spirit as your helper. Real quickly, let me just say something, and then I want to do some testimonies on this. I can preach this, or we can testify to it. How many of you guys would rather testify to this? Okay? I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. 
preaching the word and testifying the word. Both are needed. I'm gonna share real quickly what that means when he walks with you, what it means that he's your helper, and then I'm gonna expect some of you out there to testify to this. So I'm gonna ask you, how has the Holy Spirit been a helper in your life? And so let the Lord begin to generate some juices in you. Are you ready? All right, here we go. So number one, number one way the Holy Spirit is walking with us as a helper is this. He makes known the presence of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes known the presence of Jesus. Without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to know the presence of Jesus. How do we know this? Because it says the God of this age has what? Blinded the minds of those who don't believe. So the Holy Spirit comes, begins to do a plowing work in your heart. This is why you never even knew about Jesus until the Holy Spirit began to woo your heart. You didn't even know you needed him. Until the Holy Spirit began to do a heart work in you. So the Holy Spirit comes and he enables you to know the presence of Jesus. How many guys have ever gotten an, gotten an eye exam? Anybody ever gotten an eye exam? Okay. And, and so the doctor says, well, I think you're going to need an eye exam. You're probably going to need glasses. And everybody goes, I don't need glasses. I can see perfectly fine. Right? Nobody wants I can see perfectly fine. And to you, you can see fine. You're like, I can see people. I can drive. I, I see everything. You go get your eye exam. Doctor says, here, try these on. You put glasses on, and what do you say? Holy cow, it's like a whole new world, man. It's like all of a sudden, you can see things that you thought you were seeing clearly in, but you weren't. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you put spiritual glasses on. Now you've got spiritual sight, and he opens up a whole nother realm for you to see. Because now you're seeing with the eyes of Christ. How you see people now changes. How you see situations change. How you see life change. How you see the world changes. Before that, you're like, I'm good. I think everything's okay. I mean, we're flowing. You put those spiritual glasses on where the Holy Spirit enlightens your heart to see his presence. You're like, oh, all they really need is Jesus right there. Oh, no wonder that person's so angry. They're, they're wounded by life. They just need to know the love of Christ. It's like all of the sudden, he begins to reveal where his presence is needed. Amen? The Holy Spirit makes known the presence of Jesus. John 16, 14 says this. Jesus says, he, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He'll take what is mine in the room and he'll declare it to you. He'll take what is mine in your workplace, he'll declare it to you. How many of you guys know that everything belongs to Jesus? So he's going to take what is his and he's going to declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is going to make known the presence of Jesus. This is why we need him as our helper. Two, he also not only makes known the presence of Jesus, he makes us more and more like Jesus. We can't be like Jesus without the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8 says, when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Galatians are going to talk about we've got to keep in step with the Spirit so that we don't gratify our sinful nature. If I'm not in step with the Spirit, I'm going to run after the things that I want to run after. And so here, here the Holy Spirit says, if you want to be more like Jesus, which is the ultimate goal, right? I want to have fruit that looks like Jesus. I have to have the helper in my life. I cannot do it without him. And I just wonder if many times we're trying to produce fruit in the Christian life without the helper. Real quickly, two more. He guides us into all, somebody say, say truth. 
He guides you into all truth. One of the ways that he's the helper, he guides you into all truth. Here's what he says in John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own authority. He will only speak what he hears. He will declare to you the things that are to come. Now, here's, here's why this is important. We are a very opinionated people. Come on. Most of our arguments are simply because we have different opinions on things. This is what Peter's going to say about, uh, about this. In 2 Peter uh, 1.20, Peter says, knowing this, first of all, no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Here's what he's trying to say here. We can argue opinions all day long in the body of Christ. It does not matter. What matters is being tethered to the helper that will lead you into all truth. If we want to start our, or stop the wars in church life, we've got to get less opinionated and more centered on the Holy Spirit as the helper to lead us into truth. This is our tension in, truth, in church life. This is why people battling what they see in Scripture. We're so bent on this is how I want to read it and less bent on, Holy Spirit, tell me how to read it. Holy Spirit, lead me into how to lead it. Shake things off of me that were never supposed to be how I read that. And so the Holy Spirit then guides us into truth. Real quickly, uh, the Holy Spirit empowers us for service. You just heard it. We're going to talk this extensively, so I'm not going to spend time on this, but um, in the weeks coming, but you've got a gift. You've got a gift, an ability, a talent. You, it's given to you by the Lord. You can try to push away and resist it all day long if you want to, but the moment that you come into the understanding of that, God will use that in you. Walking with the helper will help you to see the gifts that the Lord has given your life. And then, and then finally, and I just, there's a war right now to whom you belong. The enemy wants to mark you. God has already marked you. Now, li listen, the Holy Spirit, the helper, this will help you in your life. If you've ever just been like, I just don't know if I'm secure with the Lord, I'm just not sure. Like if he were to come back today, you know, everybody asks, if he were to come back today, are you, are you going to go to heaven? Let me tell you your guarantee here, okay? Ephesians 1.13, when you believed, how many of you guys are believers in the house? When you believed, you were marked in him. You were marked in him the moment that you believed in him. You were marked in him. This is a role of the Holy Spirit. You were marked in him with a seal. And this is it. The promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Satan wants you to believe that you've not been marked. Here's the problem. He's a liar and a deceiver. You've been marked and you've got a guarantee by the Holy Spirit as you walk with him and he's your helper that you've been marked by Christ. Now, these are ways in which the Holy Spirit walks with you as a helper. Now, I'm going to ask in this house, somebody give some practical testimony and let's testify to how the Holy Spirit's been a help in your life. Just raise your hand. I'm going to come to you. Just raise your hand. Oh, man, I'm going to come back here and then I'm going to come back here in the back making me run here. Testify, how's the Holy Spirit been a helper, brother? Holy Spirit has been a uh, helper to me just throughout this whole summer in bringing fire. Once I've, oh, stand up, sorry. Uh, once I've abided in him this summer, I've been able to, um, literally, he's just knocked everything off of me. I used to cuss like a, a sailor, and I didn't even pray for that, but he was knocking it off of me. Come uh, on. I've been, uh, this summer, just been uh, redeemed in the uh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, so. 
I've been uh, redeemed in that. So I just testify, just say yes to him, and that's, that's really it, and he'll knock everything off, and you'll walk in him. Come on. So the Holy Spirit, I want you to see something. The Holy Spirit is realigning his life to look like Jesus. Amen. Coming in the back, who's, who's back here? Testify, making me run back here. I got poison ivy, remember that. Here. Uh, I was in a situation where I was helping someone who had um, alcohol abuse, and I knew that I needed to go to this person, but that fear was like, no, don't do it, don't do mm. it. So I just took a pause, and I said, Holy Spirit, I need your help here. I don't know what it is, but I, I just need you now, because I know I need to go, but I'm scared. Come on. And so I have a very vivid imagination. So in my imagination, I imagine Jesus beside me as a really big lion. But what I felt was just the peace. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So good. So did you hear what she said? The Holy Spirit as her helper showed her a picture of Jesus. He's got her, guiding her, with her. It's not by her strength, but by his strength. Amen? Come on, let's go. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Oh, my goodness, coming up to the front here. Okay, hang on, coming around. Just give me two seconds. Coming over. How's the Holy Spirit been a helper? So, yeah, stand up, stand up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just seen it in my family, um, specifically with my wife and my children, and seeing him come into their lives and the way we pray, the way we treat others and look out for other people and, you know, many of those things that I've never seen before, and yeah. I know it's God, I know he's with us, and... I, I think, too, you know, I see it on the other side of, of business. Yeah. Since I've opened up to him and you, you follow his path and what, what he has, and it's just amazing the work that he can do, and it's for him and not for us. So good. Holy Spirit, listen, reordering his family life, reordering his business life for kingdom things. Come on. Amen? Um, I have heard God talk to me. Like, he whispers to me. Sometimes it's just really little, little things. He cares about the little things. Like, don't run the laundry right now. And it's oh, amen. one of the Somebody kids' pocket knives. Like, for real. It's li the little things. It was a pocket knife that was in somebody's shorts that I don't care, but God does. Yeah. Or um, he's given me dreams for other people before, which I go, God, that's weird. But... If I share it, it meant something to them. Like so to where it's not just he's doing it for me. He wants me to say those things to somebody. So the Holy Spirit, hang on. So listen, Holy Spirit speaks in a way as a helper to help us see things that may seem simple and insignificant, but actually have more, more to it, but also be able to speak in people's lives that can help change the course of their life. Come on, let's go. Amen. There you go, brother. So at school, um, during like sixth hour, one of my friends, uh, uh, he didn't do well, and he was like, I'm never going to do this. And I felt the Holy Spirit just like I was just a spectator, and the Holy Spirit used my knowledge of what he has done to encourage him. Oh, so good. Love that kid. 
Here's the point. We, we could go all day long. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Let's go. So for quite a few months, the Lord was speaking to me to go and talk to my dad about his relationship with him. And um, my dad's a hard man to talk to. <laughs> so I would just kind of, okay, I will, I will. And then three months before my dad COVID, I went and spoke with him, and in the hospital, my daddy received Jesus Come on. in his heart, so he is in heaven. So he's redeeming and restoring relationships. Church, again, I, man, I wish we had more time. We're, I want to do something, though. Here's what you've heard. Holy Spirit redeems families, restores relationships, loves our heart gives us words of encouragement, sets things in motion, sets our hearts clean from where we feel like all we've carried was junk and sin and scar, gives us a new life. And here's my question to you. Do you see the Holy Spirit operating in your life on a daily basis as your helper? The band's gonna sing a song over. It's just, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I'm asking you right now, do you see him working? And if you don't, this is your invitation, inviting, Holy Spirit, come. I need a helper. I need an advocate. I need a comforter. I need you. You see, we've talked about what it looks like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We've talked about it from the Old Testament, New Testament. We've talked about breaking shame, guilt, and condemnation. And now it's time to activate it. Amen, church? Is the Holy Spirit working and moving in your life? Invite him in. If, if maybe you feel like you've given him just a little bit, but he's calling you to give all of it, full surrender here. Holy Spirit, full surrender. If this is all foreign to you, and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I walk into? I'm gonna invite you today to just come in faith and just open your hands and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Whatever it means that you're the helper, come. Whatever it means that you're going to take control away from me, come. Whatever it means that I can be found in you, come. Will you close your eyes with me today? Father, just pray over this group of men and women in this house. I thank you for testimonies. I thank you that when we partner the word with a testimony, I thank you there's power in that. What I pray for is that every single person in this room heard something. He can set me on a new course in life. He can take away things that I used to run to and things that were just bondage, like that I was a slave to, the sin in my life, and he can set my life and cleanse me. Thank you that he can make me feel like even when I don't have the strength, he can give me that strength because I know that I've got the, the roaring lion behind me and that I've got all the strength of Jesus in me. Thank you, he resets my family. I thank you that he restores relationships. I thank you that he leads me in to help speak words over people that can give encouragement, life, and to some, he can help me lead them into salvation. Holy Spirit, activate the church again. You're the helper. That's what your word says. Jesus says, I will give you the helper. The strategy is the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just 
sit here for a moment. The band's going to sing a song. Just ask him to come. house today just pray that we see this is your strategy the strategy is that we would walk with the helper the counselor the comforter the advocate we'd walk with you holy spirit i think all of us in this room see it in scripture we need you holy spirit we see it over and over and over now god i pray that the active part of our faith is that we are tethered to you holy spirit that helper means the one who comes alongside, helps us and aids us. May we walk in a way in which our decisions and our life, our journeys, our families, our friendships, our businesses, God, our activities, our, our daily play that we do, all of those things are rooted in, Holy Spirit, we need you. And now, Father, I pray you would activate that in every single heart today where more and more and more and more testimonies will roar from this house, will roar from houses across Wichita, will roar from this city 
and it will be known as a place that is tethered to the helper, the Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you did not leave us, but that you gave us the helper. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. And all God's people said, God bless you guys. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Thank you for sharing testimonies. Keep sharing your testimonies with one another. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.